We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, just go to contentisprofit.com. Step number one is right there for you. Oh, yeah. You forgot the cha-ching, the sound. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. And today we have an incredible guest and an incredible topic how to grow your online presence to three million monthly page views that, that sounds is, like that to me yeah that, that sounds oh, like baby. that to me let's but, go and you know there's so much more to that i already had a conversation with him and i was mind blown to for you know about everything he has done so we're gonna, we're am, gonna I, am i gonna be mind blown today Yes, indeed. Yes, I, I can't assure you, you will be mind blown. Hey, Fonzie, question, question before we get started. Do yeah. we do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. Thank you for asking. You're welcome, and my man. Today's sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros with Content Momentum. So, if you produce a long-form piece of content just like this one that you're listening to or watching, and you need a plug-and-play team, someone Ooh, that maximizes baby. your efforts yes. and help you turn that content into value-packed bite-sized assets, yes. so then you can send them into the interwebs like little minions that mm. get you new clients. We want to help you out. That's Slide right. in the DMs at BizBrosco on Facebook, on Instagram. That's right, guys. And go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, any any platform that you actually listen to the show. Go ahead and follow because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, these incredible interviews are coming to you with incredible action points that if you actually take action, you're going to get massive results. So go ahead and follow the show and follow us on social media at BizBrosco where all the golden boulders are being published. That you is right. Go follow right now, guys. And if you find today's episode impactful, if today's guest helps you move one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share it because you might be doing the same exact thing for somebody else. And here comes a little bit of a selfish ask. Please go and leave a review. Why? Because a review helps us, you know, place higher in the podcast charts and we can influence and help more people in that way. So go ahead and leave a review. Thank you. Happy Monday. You know what time it is. So buckle up because today we are cruising. We met today's guest a few days ago after our incredible friends from Interview Valet introduced him to us. And let me tell you, you are in for a treat. Absolutely. Today's guest well, today's guest quit his 9 to 5 in 2015 to become a full-time RVer with his family. That led him to online marketing, to the online marketing world in which he went from how do I get more traffic to 3 million monthly page views. I'm pretty sure we can learn a thing or two from today's guest. Not only that, during his journey, he co-founded a digital strategy agency and a publishing house. Huh. He's now the expert when it comes to amplifying brand awareness and revenue. He does that sound? How does that sound, Fancy? <laughs> Fancy, what's happening with the intro it today? It sounds incredible. Oh, it sounds incredible. Yes. Please welcome SEO and Google Discover Optimization Expert and co-founder founder of driving and vibing get ready to drive and buy please welcome Kyle Brady 
Let's go, What's Kyle. up? That was the best intro I've ever had. That was amazing. I appreciate it, Kyle. Those, Thank those, you. Are, those are very kind words, Kyle. I appreciate Kyle, it, man. I, I got I to tell you, I have this filter in my screen that it makes, it, it like blocks blue light <laughs> and the... No. And the text that I used to read, so, I, so we mark it with colors, and my color is red. So when you put that filter with red, you know, red text is very difficult to read. So I was like, oh, my gosh, what is it there? I need to close this yeah. filter. Oh, but, it was great. It was wonderful. <laughs> Thank I appreciate you. it, Kyle. Thank you so much. We're so excited to have you here, you know, for, for those that don't know who Kyle Brady is, right? I mean, I had the pleasure of having a conversation with you a few days ago, right? And you absolutely blew my mind. I love your your whole journey, honestly. So can you share a little bit of, you know, who you are and how did you get to what you do today? Most definitely. And with all the kind words you said in the introduction and those massive page view, view numbers, I want everyone to know that Six years ago, five years ago, we started with no knowledge and no understanding of anything. I had no digital background at that point. Uh, back in 2015, I was a full-time musician. My wife was uh, in the service industry working in a restaurant, and we thought it was time to change it up, do something different, and we were inspired to hit the road in an RV. So I had a Ford Ranger. We thought, well, this truck is paid for. What the heck can this small Ford Ranger tow? And it, the answer was a 16-foot travel trailer. So we bought it. We did some renovations to it. And uh, in 2016 or 2015, we hit the road full-time, never having camped, towed a trailer, or RV'd in our life. <laughs> and uh, like almost every traveler these days, once someone decides to travel, they also decide to launch a blog. So, you know, naturally, that's what we did. And uh, we, like I said, had no publishing experience. I didn't know what SEO even stood for at the time. And uh, basically, we were just traveling with the wind <laughs> and posting some articles about it as we went. No. Uh, time, time moved on. You know, we were doing that for like six months. And we met up with some fellow young full-time RVers, which is a rare thing to find out there on the road, especially like five years ago. And... Uh, they taught us that YouTube was a wonderful source of income. And if we were yeah. to create some YouTube videos, we might be able to stay at RV parks for free. Mm. So I thought free RV parks, that sounds amazing. Uh, get, me, <laughs> yeah. get me signed up for whatever this is. So six months into our travels, we launched the YouTube channel, started really experimenting with content. We got some free RV park stays. We might have made 50 bucks a month. We were living the high life at that point. You know, it was yeah. amazing. Success. <laughs> exactly. And in our eyes, it was definitely success at yes. that point. So we just learned, you know, over the next three years, we just learned things here and there. And we still, even three years into our journey, didn't really optimize. We might have been making a thousand bucks a month through all of our content sources at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, and still, we thought that was success. The big changing point for me was my wife and I got pregnant and we were expecting a, our baby girl. So uh, at that point, I thought, well, you know, I should really see if I can make a little bit more money so we don't have to struggle anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it wasn't that living full time RV was a struggle, but uh, doing it with a child, a newborn definitely would have been. Yeah. So. I took, I, I took a course on keyword research mm. because that's what uh, some of my friends told me I'd need to learn. Mm. 
uh, and really I dove in and I dove in so hardcore and so <laughs> blindly that I be- just believed that this must work. Yeah. Uh, all the signs point to that it will work, but I know I have to do it hardcore for six months before I would even see a result. But yeah. I had the commitment at the time to do that. So, you know, that's what I did. And six months later, we started seeing results and it was like, wow this is amazing. All right. So now we're getting, you know, say $2,000 a month. And that was cool at the time. Mm. And, uh, we just dove in deeper and deeper and worked harder on like what keyword research meant. And, uh, just got to a point where we started earning, uh, uh you know, maybe five, uh, a solid five figures a year. And that was super exciting for yeah. us. Uh, but then I realized this thing called this Google Discover. Mm-hmm. I most people still don't know what it is, but for those who don't know, Google Google Discover is uh, just native to the Google app on a cell phone. So whether you have mm-hmm. Android or iPhone, if you pull up Google to search something, you'll be presented like what they call cards beneath it, and those cards direct mm-hmm. you to an article that's based on your search preferences. Mm-hmm. And uh, s- what it does is amplifies an article you know through the roof yeah and uh we saw that we had some success with this just randomly and on those days where we hit in google discover you know we could make a few thousand bucks in one day wow so i want to know well what is this google discover thing and how can i optimize for it yeah so our keyword research at that point really transitioned into finding out what google discover wants and uh really how to make that blossom and we found a way to make that happen. And that kind of grew into starting our own agency where we're producing over 200 articles a month for wow. our site and our clients. And uh, then working with industry partners and just really trying to teach people the power of Google Discover and even what it is. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Kyle, I have a question. How... Yeah. How did you make money specifically? Was it ad or were you selling something uh, throughout this journey of yours? Totally. So it is ad revenue and and that's where we started. But we see the um, importance of introducing a product because with that much traffic, it only Mm -hmm. makes sense to have a product involved. And so we that's kind of like now been one of our new missions. Yeah. And we have some small things started with that, but yeah. by no means is that a large percentage of our income right now. Yeah. yeah. Th- thank you for, for clarifying that because, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the conversations that we have, obviously the show is called Content is Profit, right? A, a lot of the, the unknown is that connection between content and profit. Like what is that line, right? And mm-hmm. it's not just one. There can be plenty of lines connecting your content to profit. And uh, we're big fans of selling something what you said you know introducing Mm -hmm. that product right like that's the probably the fastest way to do it uh and i love that your journey was so organic right that you guys just follow this passion right and we're talking behind cameras you know my wife is canadian she's like we need to go camping right and and to me it's like overlanding and i'm trying to learn everything i can to overland and do this stuff and i and i say you know thank you for sharing that journey with with everybody listening because there's so many people out there trying to go and and do something that they really are passionate about you know fonts is one of them you know and and (laughs) me me and my girlfriend we want to take off too (laughs) yeah they're they're gone right so but that that's that's the fun part about content because you can 
shape it to the experience that you're creating. And right now we're going through this new planning for our new year. And like, how, how are, is the show going to look like? How are the thing? And, the, and this is so, so wonderful. And you show that path, right? And then you start experimenting and you started trying things out and, and producing that content, right? At first, you know, that, that first win that you got for the RV parks, like that's so yeah. cool, right? Like yeah. when we, and you know, that translates into maybe the, the first dollar, right? The first cent that we, you know, cash in online. Well, that translated into an experience for you and that meant the world and it's just the beginning and then you continue to get, gather that momentum right we talk about yes. momentum every single time and you you continue to execute right so um i'm curious like how how long what was that like how long was that process right to to kind of give maybe a time frame for people be like okay because consistency is, is massive right we got to be consistent mm -hmm. with everything that we do so how long did that process take do you have a framework now it's like how many pieces of content we put out what is what is the framework behind it totally and so i would hate to discourage someone by telling them my timeline because absolutely for me, yes it took it took six years but it doesn't have to take six yes. years you know mm. so one of the big things is with our agency that uh we own and we work with some of the great business partners who are also full-time rvers we are taking the experience that you know driving and vibing had in a few other channels and condensing that down to make it work in two years yes. because that is so doable you know we're seeing results after four months like those wow. small wins and we know that like we know the algorithm or the system now to how to really put out a piece of content a day you know know what to target now know how to distribute that information So it definitely doesn't have to take six years at all. I would say two years to build a content hub uh, that is seeing traffic, you know, through organic places like Google Search and Google Discover. Oh, yeah. man, that, that, that's a one. I know Fonzie's about to like drop in no. with that really co cool <laughs> question, but I, I love, thank you. Because, yeah. you know, there's trailblazers out there that are experimenting and doing things. And, you know, the fact that you already proved that, that and then you're turning around, you're like, hey, by the way, I serve this niche. I serve mm -hmm. this very specific type of audience with a very specific product. Like in my case, this is the first time I even hear about Google Discover, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm not there, but I, th I find it so interesting. But at the same time, you're able to help and serve these people that are walking the same path, right? And speed up their process and shortcut it. Yeah. yeah, and I want to say real quick that Google Discover don't think it's exclusive to only people publishing content and not selling things because inside the RV niche, there are people who are selling things. Is That's their whole business, but they're still getting into Discover because they have a solid content plan where they're putting out consistent content that then leads people organically to whatever they're selling. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. Cool. You know, I'm, I'm curious. I, I I usually ask for the call to actions at the end of the of the episode, but I'm curious if you Tell have. Us now, please. Yeah, do you have a, a course? Do you teach this like for people on how to learn about Google Discover? Totally. So KyleBrady.com is kind of like my personal Google Discover hub, and on that site you can get uh, the Google Discover roadmap, and it's the exact roadmap that I use for myself, and it's and the clients that I have to nice. optimize Google Discover. So. It's all spelled out right there, and uh, and it's free. Awesome. That's yeah, cool. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people to obviously go and getting in contact with you, right, <laughs> and and work with your agency because you guys have done it for so long for so many people that you guys know exactly what you guys are doing. Um, but yeah, that resource in there is 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 great as well. I'm asking selfishly because I'm like, <laughs> I want to learn more about this, yeah. right? 
And I, I want something, you know, back up a little bit, something that you mentioned uh, that might have flown under the radar, right? It connects with what my brother is saying and the timeline that we're speaking right now. A lot of people want the quick wins right now. It's like, okay, how can I get those quick wins real quick? Uh, and it, guess what? It takes hard work. The timeline is different for everybody. Yes, absolutely. Some people like Kyle, right? It might take him six years, but then he shortened that timeline for others. So it is two years. But regardless of the timeline, you need to put in the work and you need to be consistent, right? I mean, there's that saying, um, you need is like 10,000 hours to master anything, right? Well, yeah. lately I've heard from uh, a person that I've been following, right? Her name is Cody Sanchez. She's like, I don't really believe in that. I think that the one shortcut that exists is leveraging somebody else's 10,000 hour. So it takes you a little bit less, but guess what? In there, you still need to put in the work mm -hmm. and the consistency. And that's what you did, right? So yeah, I, I'm saying this because I don't want to paint false expectations for the person that is listening. Like they need to understand that you still need to put in a lot of work regardless of whatever it is you're going to be doing. So thank you for sharing that part right there. Yeah, my pleasure. And the beauty of that too, though, I might just be like a psycho, but I do think that the work is the easy part and the consistency is the easy part because if you just can be committed to doing that, you're going to be guaranteed success, in my opinion. So it's yeah. like, and that's the best way to rise above any of your competitors is just to show up every single day. And it's not that hard once you get into the habit of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we got a comment here for, from our friend Pablo. He's like, what book is that saying from Fonzie? Pablo, if I'm being honest, I don't know. I've heard it in many places. The first book that comes to mind is uh, How to Make Friends uh, by Dale Carnegie, but I'm not 100% sure if, if that is where the saying comes from. Uh, but appreciate you, yeah. Pablo, for being here. And he says he's going to go get that roadmap right uh, now. <laughs> so for you, the listener, go and get the roadmap as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get that roadmap. And then you can also just look at driveinvibing.com and see how I'm implementing that every mm. single day. Because while I do the strategy side of it, I'm also in the trenches yes. every day publishing content. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that has so much value, right? Like one of when last year when we had no show, <laughs> right? We're like, <laughs> we, we had the system on how we create content today. And, uh, you know, we, we publish very high volume. We're very comfortable with putting our message out there multiple times a day in multiple platforms, right? We actually get a lot of people that discover the show because they see the micro assets in all these platforms, right? And uh, we're, we're in there every single day. But be, what happened before the show is that we were not implementing ourselves, right? So other other companies and other businesses were doing something similar and everybody has their own framework, right? On, on how can we execute? And I think the ultimate goal is for every single business to discover what is their own framework on how they produce the content that mm. they feel good about it, that they get the goals done, kind of like what you've done with your niche, right? Thank you, Fonzie. Good stuff, good yeah, stuff. Good stuff, okay. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> back when we launched the show, we're like, okay, how can we actually first stay consistent, right? How can we do something that we call content umami? How do we feel good about this thing that we're putting out there? How do we like, get fulfilled by the message and by the, the assets that we put out? And then how do we actually replicate this every single day right and uh you know going back to it 
my question to you is like, how was the journey of discovering this framework for you? Was it frictionless? Mm -hmm. You were like, hey, I'm doing it first because this is so such a passion and I want to document what I'm doing with my wife, with my kid. Like for us was like, let's do it as frictionless as possible with a live show, which by the way, still happens, right? Mm -hmm. But then after that, there's a machine that starts running and it's still developing, right? So when we yeah. tell people like, hey, just go back to our social accounts and see what we do, how we do it. By the way, for you, it's going to be completely custom but that's the framework how was that journey for you because i feel there's a lot of people that find a lot of friction there and they freeze when it's time to execute because it's not their own they're trying to copy somebody else's and the resources and capacity is not there so if you can yeah. walk us through that that would be incredible so kind of we went through three different frameworks as the way we we're creating content the first framework when we first got started was just create content as we experience things with no rhyme or reason And obviously, yeah. you know, that's fun, but it's not a business model. Mm -hmm. And then the second framework was I'm going to dig in there and I'm going to publish an article every single day. And that was a lot of work. Be in the beginning, when I was energetic, I definitely had the energy to write an article every day, break that up into pieces of content on social and yes. publish every single day. But that's not sustainable for me. I was able to sustain that for probably eight months. Mm -hmm. And then the really the hard step for me to embrace was hiring writers and creating a process in which I could get content created and I didn't have to be writing every single word for every single piece. Mm. And as I was able to create that with my team at the agency, uh, we got a system down where from start to finish, we can conceptualize the SEO side of the article And then a week later, we can have a polished article delivered to us. And that's from hiring. You know, we have a team of probably 15 RV writers that write wow. for us full time. And then we have about we have three editors and a few other social people. And uh, again, a year ago, I would have thought that was an impossible uh, place to be because I thought I would think that costs so much money. How can I ever have a team? Yeah. But it's just it's scaling, you know, it didn't go from one to 15 writers. It went from one writer to two writers to four writers, you know, to 10 writers and then figuring out how to scale that system. Yeah. So that's really the framework for us where it is as frictionless as possible because we're able to conceptualize the SEO and then have our team of RVers and editors polish that into an awesome piece of content now. That's wow. so, that's so cool. You, you literally just explained the this whole uh, road that that people might encounter, right? Because we same thing. Like I I want to I want to translate it to maybe our story because. But before you translate, I, I want to share a okay. little share, the, the, share the, please share. This yes. just reminds me oh, of, of so a story good. that I I read actually this weekend, right? So there's there's this author called James. What is his name here? What is his last name? James Patterson, right? I, supposedly he's huge. I have no idea who he is, to <laughs> yeah. be honest. But he, he writes fiction. Well, turns out this guy, he used to be like the CEO oh, yes, so of an advertising agency, like massive agency, you know, super knowledgeable guy in the advertising field. And one day he's like, I'm going to quit, call Turkey. I just want to be a fiction writer, right? So <laughs> yeah. a little bit of context on this story. The guy that is writing the email that I'm reading this story from, he is one of those uh, writers that he's passionate about the art, the craft, right? And he's like... 
I absolutely despise James Patterson, <laughs> but at the same time, I am so intrigued on how he thinks and what he does because he has found so so much success. Now, why does he despise James Patterson? Guess what? Because he systemized <laughs> the way he writes fiction. He yes. actually built a team of ghostwriters. Right, he then founded a publishing house where he he he's the one that advertises his own books because he has so much experience. <laughs> But all he does is he comes with the idea, writes a draft like a 90 page draft of what the story, you know, what the story is gonna look like. Then he sends that to the ghostwriters. They develop the full book. And then he advertises through his agency, right? So he developed that system, right? And he delegated parts of it, right? He empowered people that probably are way better at, you know, putting the, the meat inside of the book, you know? And he trusts them with that part of the process and they create amazing books. Well, Vogue, he, they wrote an article on him and they call him the Henry Ford of books because <laughs> he, you know, he's literally a machine. He has sold over 300 million books in his career yeah. and they were estimating that One in every 24 books that people bought last year was one of his books. How crazy is that, right? That, that's so, so insane. So when you're talking about, right, like when you're talking about having these systems and these processes for SEO, it's the same thing, right? You're, how do I optimize this process? So first, it doesn't rely all upon myself. And then second, I can actually give the best, I can actually have the best outcome desirable whether that is for me my own personal use and company mm -hmm. or for the people that i'm serving the clients yeah exactly hopefully both you know exactly yeah, absolutely I, exactly so i'm not even gonna go through our story people know that story so <laughs> i'd like now, now I have a question okay because that was such a better story to, to tell <laughs> and that was so good like we were both mind blown we took like my son to the zoos uh yesterday and he's telling me all about this i'm like we have to like talk about this so yeah thank you fancy for bringing it up so uh what what was the like the shift that needed to happen from, I, I wrote here, you know, framework number one, not a business model, right? Documenting kind of deal, right? Uh, which is, it's, it's acceptable to start. For us was mm -hmm. 45 days of, 40, of Facebook Live. So we're documenting that thought and we got some traction in there. Uh, second framework, it was not sustainable. You mentioned, right? Every single day, like my energy, you know, our own mm -hmm. capacity, right? And then the, your third framework was the team and the system, right? What was that shift between framework two and framework three mm. that needed to happen you internally to be able to yeah. shift to a team and a system. Basically, my wife had to say, you need to hire someone because <laughs> this is taking up all of your time. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh my God, I don't have the money to do this. But then once I bit the bullet and did it, it was the most fruitful idea wow. ever. So it was, you know, I had to just listen to someone outside of myself, make that happen. And some of my other business partners were pushing for that as well. Yeah. And so with kind of like this uh, mutual push in that direction, I was, you know, convinced to give up a little bit of control and take back some time. Isn't yeah. it wonderful how our wives, you know, push <laughs> us to make better decisions in our business? <laughs> so. I know every decision I listen to from her, you know, it makes my life a lot easier. Yeah. What, what's her name? If you don't want Olivia. Me, thank yeah. you, Olivia. I appreciate it. Yeah, you guys, you <laughs> shout know. out to Olivia. Shout out to Olivia. <laughs> yeah. I cannot relate to you guys because I'm not married. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, you yeah. Know. <laughs> I, I still made some good decisions with my girlfriend in there, right? But yeah, the, yeah. all right, Kyle, I, there's so many questions, but I do want to transition this conversation. 
I mean, it's not that big of a transition, but I want to see if we can apply it to the podcasting world, right? Because mm -hmm. um, a little bit selfish again here, but that is mostly the world we move into. We, we move around, right? The people that are listening right now, the listener, uh, they probably publish long form piece of content just like this one, like a podcast. So how can we use those principles that we just shared right now, right? How can we yeah. apply those into the podcasting world? How can we maybe, you know, grab the podcast and turn it into these incredible uh, articles that then they're yeah, going to show up? So totally. I think one of the first things, and, you know, I don't have much experience podcasting. And so I might be like crucified for saying something like this, <laughs> but uh, like the show notes uh the worst thing to do is have it be a transcription of the podcast in my opinion for mm. at the seo side of it so it's like if i would say if i was doing a blog the first thing i would do is find an seo relevant article that can go hand in hand with the podcast but not let it be a mirror image of it mm. so in uh, today's you know podcast it can it could just be an article that's titled something like uh, how to scale your blog into a, you know, something, something where we're using the word scaling your blog or scaling yep. a blog as the keyword. Yeah. And in that way we could embed this video, we could link to the podcast and we're still creating a fresh piece of content that uh, is more searchable within the context of people who are searching for Makes the sense. written word. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay, let, I, I want to put this to, to the test right now, right? Because I think we just talked about an incredible piece of information uh, for people, right? Those three frameworks, right, that mm -hmm. we're talking about. They publish as you go. They publish one article a day, right? Your energy, your own capacity, and then the systemizing and delegating. So all we could do is grab that section, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it kind of has been the overall topic as well of the conversation, totally. right? So we can talk about the three frameworks, you need to conquer or the three frameworks uh, to grow your publishing machine, for example, right? And yeah. then and then we link the podcast in there. We refer, we put the video in there as well. Something around those lines. Totally. And if you're putting this out as a YouTube video, you know, YouTube gives you that uh, like a uh, tool where you can select different chapters in the video. Mm. And I would line those chapters up with, uh, you know, h2s of your blog post as well oh. so you're really giving google a few pieces of content and you're making it so easy for google to digest wow that's that's awesome that that is very technical right i, yeah, I think yeah, that, that's is. that's some technical uh um, that's yeah. right. Some that, te technical talking, you're, you're but talking, it's, it's good. It's you're talking to my mind. That, that's how, <laughs> that's how my mind works. And then I go and talk to the, about this with my wife, and she's like, well, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, uh, we're not gonna dive into the H1, H2s, it. and H3s Ooh, so because good. I think that that's a whole different <laughs> episode, right? For that, just go and connect with Kyle. I'm sure he can point you in the right direction, and I'm sure he can help you out. Um, and at the same time. Just go and grab the the guy, the roadmap. I want right? to, yeah. <laughs> so here, here's my here, obviously here's my take. I love the fact that we took this kind of like uh, and apply it to like a, a a real example. But mm -hmm. for for you, the listener, right? Like the reason we're so excited is because we know our frameworks, right? So if you are right now listening, like ah, what the heck, man? Like 
start diving into like the way that you produce, let's say your video or your podcast. What is the structure that you do your interview? So I'm gonna give you a quick example. For us, it's very simple. It's intro. You heard the intro, right? We then ask our guests about the backstory. Tell us a little bit about you. You know, I'll share the, the story. The next phase that we do is Q&A is questions for us because it's easy to execute. It's curiosity-based. Like we go off of their story. We relate it to the topic of our of our show, Content is Profit. So again, recap is intro, backstory of our guests, questions. And then at the end, there's two very specific questions that we ask that go to different aspects. So because we have that structure, then it's very easy to multi-purpose and grab content for different outlets, right? Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And that's why Kyle was mentioning there. Like if you have it on a YouTube video, all all these little like episodes, you know, are different chops and different things that we can line up together with the blog article. So that's why we're so excited is because yeah. we know that structure. So go back and re-listen to maybe one of your episodes and dig deep. Like, what is the framework that am I actually using? Am I actually following a formula every time I do on my episode? And then from there, once that's like in your piece of paper, it's going to be so easy to continue to evolve that into what Kyle is explaining to us. If yeah. what we're doing with content momentum, for example, so I just wanted to highlight that a little bit on how, you know, we can get there together. Yeah, I, I also want to add to what you just mentioned, right? Is that the, why are we so excited about this, right? And, and we've talked previously about how to leverage other people's audiences, right? How do we drive traffic to our social media or in this case to our site, right? And in the direct response marketing world, there's a lot of talk about creating the demand, Right. Pay for ads, have a self-liquidating offer, right? Get in front of people and create that demand with the curiosity. And yes, absolutely, that is that's great. It works, but some people don't have the budget to start immediately with ads. So then we need to look at the other options. What are other options? One that we've personally used through the podcast is what we call OPA, right? Other people's audiences. We leverage other people's audiences. We share these social media assets with them. So then they share them with their audience. And then people are like, huh, who are those two good looking guys right there? And they go and come and check out. Our, they definitely go Kyle and Ponzi, not Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, but this is where I want to go. With you, Kyle, what we're talking right now, I feel like we are now redirecting demand, right? Because with search engine optimization, and correct me if I'm wrong, because of course you're the expert in here, people have the intent, right? They yeah. are searching already for something. And the, the question becomes, how can I put myself in front of them to grab their attention, right? Not totally. how can I put myself in front of them to generate the attention? How can I catch it, right? So yeah. this is why it's so exciting because... We rarely, honestly, talk and discover this side of the publishing side. We talk more about the direct response world. So I, I'm extremely curious on, on redirecting the attention, right? How can we catch this attention and bring it toward our podcast? That's why I asked a question. But I'm curious, do you have any specific thoughts about this, you know, redirecting of demand? Yeah. So, I mean, SEO is the in my opinion, it's such a great way to get those organic viewers with the intention, just like you said. And in my world of RVing, there's a company called RV Share. They're an RV peer-to-peer -peer rental company. Mm -hmm. And this company gets millions of organic views a month through search. And it's not people searching for RV rentals. It's people searching, say, for RV parks in Houston, Texas, RV parks in Dallas, Texas. 
they've written an article for every single location in RV parks, like the 10 best RV parks, wherever. Yeah. And they're providing a viewer with search intent to find who wants to find a great RV park, the, the valuable information that they're looking for. But also at the end, they're letting them know, by the way, here are the 10 best RV peer to peer rentals uh, you can get in this area. So mm. it's, uh, you know, you're through creating content like that. There's so many people who are already searching for so many things that have like, that might not be searching for your podcast, but are searching for topics that you talk about on your podcast or that your podcast would relate to. So in your case, you know, it's any of these outside topics that you can write about and then pull into your audience through sharing a podcast episode, a piece of content you created, you know, that would then be a great tie-in to the offer. Mm. So anyone who's selling anything, uh, there are, so many topics to write about yeah. that you can pull in people who might not even know that they're you know interested in the yeah. content you're creating. Yeah, something good to share. So before the show, <laughs> I was actually creeping a little bit on, on your YouTube channel. Right? I was like, uh-huh. oh, let me watch some of these videos to see yeah. uh, what is it that they're doing. And you literally just explain what I saw on your YouTube channel because you had a lot of videos that were like the seven best best spots <laughs> for RVers in Alabama or yeah. in Utah, right? Like you had you had kind of like the same overall topic, but mm-hmm. individual locations, right? Because yeah. now since people are doing those searches, they can find you. Do you have more opportunities to get in front of there and redirect that demand? Good observation. So please. much. Yeah, and even beyond that, I, I have lists of like the seven best ghost towns in California, the seven best ghost towns in Montana, because even if all those people aren't going to be RVing there, there's still a 25% overlap, and yeah. I might be able to pull someone in to then the content, you know, of the RV stuff. Yeah. Huh. 25% overlap. This this just opened a whole array of new questions, but I, I'm going <laughs> to let my brother go because I haven't let him um, talk in a while now. <laughs> Kyle, well, uh, two questions. One is, when are we doing this for Overlanding, you and me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're partnering for the Overlanding world and crushing it. And then two, it's, um, we're so excited. And But here's here's in my head what's happening. It's so many options, right? Oh, so, so much stuff to write about. Like so much, yeah. so, like how do we deal with overwhelm, right? Because that was mm. one of the things that, Uh, when we first started, you know, when we're trying to like come up with a concept of the show, we're like, okay, well, first off, everybody's telling us to go publish, right? Like every Mm -hmm. single one, there are masterminds or mentors or coaches or like you guys ought to be putting out there. Our clients were like, what is your stuff? Right. And we're like, Oh, what are we actually going to be doing? Right. And we chose the, the, the show environment because it came a little bit more natural to us, right? Like where English is not our first language. We didn't have the resources back then to hire somebody to do it for us. So we're like, we're not going to write. It takes too long. Like I just rather be in front of a camera and go and, and live because we removed the friction of the editing. Right. And, and that was kind of our way to put it out there. And then for topics, we're like, well, there's, we're overwhelmed with topics. So why don't we actually go interview the experts in this thing? And, and we, build that relationship and that has evolved into an, an incredible machine that we can talk later but that's how we de- dealt with that mm-hmm. overwhelm like we're actually going to have these conversations with the people that create these incredible pieces of content incredible strategies and so on right how do you recommend people dealing with overwhelm when they're in your environment right like we have yeah. so many people so much stuff to talk about how do we line it line it up how do you do it for me the freedom to get beyond the overwhelm was to follow the data 
and that was in the keyword research. I I released all of my mental capacity and looked at what the numbers said. Mm. And I started with the keywords that I would have most success with, and that's what I wrote about. And then from there, I went up to the next level of harder to reach keywords that I could then you know think I might have some success with. So it was just following the data the whole time. And uh, it let me have a sense of freedom that I don't have to make the decision. I just have to look at the numbers. So wow. when you said look at the numbers, by the way, thank you. Uh, yeah. Massive clarity there. When you say follow the numbers, are these numbers that you find in a tool or when you start publishing, you start seeing the, what's happening with that content? So it is the tool SEM Rush is what I like to use the most, you yeah. know, and I like it because even if you don't have any keyword experience, you can get a free trial of SEM Rush and, uh, you know, at least explore it and get some ideas before you have to pay because it is a little pricey every month. But if you're really, you know, serious about creating content, it's definitely worth having a subscription that for at least a few months while you do all your keyword research for one year. And by like following the data in terms of SEM Rush, I would look at something that had maybe a thousand searches a month and a keyword difficulty below 50 or below 40. And, mm. you know, I knew that I was RVing for six years. I had knowledge about a lot of things. And even if I didn't know exactly what the best camping in Lake Tahoe was, I could do a little research and speak to it pretty organically. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, I, I got the confidence to speak about things that I didn't know a hundred percent because I was willing to do a little research and then bring my knowledge to that. Absolutely. Oh, that's so, that's so good. And and I promise you, and I sh I'm sure that everybody listening right now, they, they already have this incredible knowledge about the thing they're doing every single day and they're passionate about publishing, right? For us, is entrepreneurship, content, mindset, all this stuff that we talk about. I think, what what is it? Today's episode 172. I mean, we've had incredible conversations. So something has to be in there, right? Like we have our own frameworks and different things that we can expand on. And I think that framework that you that you just explained is so useful and, and so applicable right to to everybody that's trying to to fight that overwhelm so I, I appreciate you thank you for giving us a starting point on how to deal with this stuff like new face you know new things and for everybody listening right to take their their content to the next yeah. level i know kyle i i'm gonna drop an idea here just came to my <laughs> mind you know last time we talked before you know a few days ago you were mentioned that you were thinking about starting your own podcast right and <laughs> and you know kind of like dig into this journey i totally think you should you know do like a five day podcast like seo course wow. right and then either put it at the very beginning of your podcast for people to sign up and then just go through that journey or hide it in between your shows and mm -hmm. then create like a you can call it a, a lead magnet right that it tells yeah. you like i'm gonna show you this five secret episodes that i recorded on how to properly use seo to build xyz something like that oh, that, is, right. that that just that just came to my mind um but but yeah i, I was it. like i need to yeah. share it it's very exciting <laughs> uh, you know and i think doing this live show for the frictionless like approach like you said is so much more encouraging to me to see how easy you guys flow and how like uh, how this is fun and how it's informative and it doesn't require much editing, if any, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, it, it takes yeah. 
yeah, no editing. <laughs> so so he, the secret for those listening, right? We, we go to these groups and there's some questions out there like, hey, the audio, the ums, the ahs. Uh, like imagine two Hispanic kids trying to do a, uh, an English podcast. There's going to be a lot of ums and ahs and, and words that don't make any sense, yeah. right? So that would have stopped us. And, and that it did stop us for about a year. We record actually five episodes and the editing and we had to mm -hmm. actually get up and hit record again because uh, it was a DSLR with a time limit. And we're like, no, that's not good enough. 30 minutes in, we're restarting it. Oh, what a nightmare. And I promise you that there's somebody listening right now that you might be feeling the same way. So our way was like, let's make peace with the fact that it's going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, to the example, today, it's so funny. Every time we talk about this, the intro somehow <laughs> gets wow. crushed. But at the same time, you know, the positive feedback that came from you right after it is like, oh my gosh, the energy, that was so much fun. And that's what makes our, our brand, right? As Bizros, as Together, as Continuous Profit. And that has a lot of value for the show mm. and for the audience because, you know, at the end of the day, they're interacting with us, right? And if mm -hmm. they love listening to the show and listening to people like you, Kyle, right? They're going to be able to, they're going to be incredible fit for our network and and the family that we have, right? And that's exactly okay. what we want, right? Like kind of like with your voice and the things that you write, you know, people that are attracted to that stuff, they're going to come to your world. They're going to stay. And that's exactly what we want. We're going to yeah. be, you know, those magnets that, yeah. that attract that, that audience. Absolutely. I mean, can oh. you, can you imagine just being extremely like suit and tie in this conversation, like super proper <laughs> interview and then people meet us in the real world and we're nothing like that, right? Like they're going to be like, wait, where are the, the guys from the podcast? So we're like, we just need to be yourself in front of the camera, learn to embrace the mistakes because they're part of the journey and we are going to be good. So thank you so much for yeah. those kind of words. Yeah. And I'm excited. Man. I'm excited to see what you're going to come up with your own podcast, whether that is on the, <laughs> you know, SEO world or the RV world or both. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be a co-hosted okay. podcast, you yeah. and your wife. Whoa. I'm, I'm going to, uh, maybe you already had this idea, but this is, you know, we have this board or I had this word in the other studio where we put audios all over the place and they're just plastered there. Right. And obviously, you know, I mentioned that I'm a Jeep owner and I yeah. love Jeeps. And when we're coming out with ideas on shows on like, okay, it, all then then content is profit. What are the shows that we're developing later on the back end? Like, wh how can we like make this fun? I'm like, well, let's do a show about Jeep stories, right? And it was like owners, owners of Jeeps and, and they tell us like their crazy stories, right? And so RV stories, that might be a great, a great one for you. And for uh, sure. you guys can share incredible stuff with your audience that people are already in your world and, uh, you know, just dig deep into, into that, uh, that niche. We, we yeah. became very passionate very quickly. I know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I love the ideas. And I think, you know, writing down all those ideas as they come is great. I have, a, like you guys, you know, boards and books full of these ideas. And yeah. I think to your point the jeep people you know they love their stories rv people love their stories and the fact is anyone passionate about anything loves the stories and that's yeah. the beauty of any niche mm. and uh i i love that because niches have such strong communities yeah. absolutely absolutely I'm, all right la last question in regard to seo because then we gotta we gotta move move into the <laughs> the final questions here all right but you know talking about stories Yeah. You know, SEO, and this might be a perception that I just have, mm -hmm. right? So um, that, that's why I'm asking the question, actually. I feel like SEO is very structured in a way, right? And I feel like it sometimes might not allow for these stories. Or maybe by having to craft this story in an SEO way, 
it lo it loses right like the it loses the yeah. oomph, the the emphasis right yeah. there like that some sort of the passion right so I'm, I'm curious like is there a way to deal with this or am i totally wrong no i think you're totally right and i think the way to deal with it is to make it systemized and i the part that i love is the idea creation part of it so i love coming up with the title i love coming up with the concept of the article And then that's why it's great that then I can feed it to the machine and have a writer who is excited to write, you know, write about it and have an editor who loves to edit, edit it. But you're a hundred percent right. That SEO is boring. If we were to SEO this video, it would lose all of its character. You know, <laughs> so, they, they'll be like uh, the, the Luises with the suits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, no, And I'm not saying that the articles that we put out are boring, no. but they definitely have a, you know, they're definitely not written from a personal perspective. They're written yeah. to give information to a search qu like query. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I have joy in parts of it. And those are the parts that I do. And the rest are delegated to other people who enjoy doing those parts. Oh, that's, oh that is such a, that is a great lesson right there. Yeah. Golden boulder moment. That is a golden boulder moment. Yes. Right. I mean, You enjoy the parts that you do and then you delegate to people that enjoy doing those parts, right? And actually, exactly. my brother and I, in the past few weeks, we have been going through a process of really organizing our business, right? And looking for the systems and processes to implement. And one of the things that we've talked about is having the right people in the right seats, right? And that is a term for those listening from Jim Collins. Uh, we like to give credit where credit is due. Jim Collins wrote a book called Good to Great. Incredible book. Go read it for sure. But he talks about right people in the right seats. And that is just what you mentioned right now, right? It's like, because totally. I'm going to do my best work if I'm doing stuff that I enjoy, right? So thank you so much for sharing that. And again, I, I asked that last question not to discourage people for um, <laughs> trying to go into SEO. I do think it is a pillar of businesses honestly right like mm -hmm. we don't have it in our business right now because we don't have the capacity yet to operate in there but we mm -hmm. are learning about it and we're educating ourselves so when the moment comes we can execute right totally. but i i agree that it's a great pillar for people to again catch people's attention that already have interest in those topics yeah exactly Cal, what what would be your number one action point for somebody that's you know, producing content, right? Like, and if you want to speak to your specific niche, that's totally okay. Because I feel like there's a lot of principles in what you do that can be applied to literally any type of content creation, right? So what would be like the number one action point for people to start getting that momentum? These are people that maybe they're thinking about, you know, quitting their job and doing their and going after their passion, or they already are moving into this entrepreneurial world and they're starting to dabble with publishing like what what should yeah. they do i mean honestly writing 10 articles a month is the, the simplest most uh reward like most it will show you the most reward if you can keep that up for six months mm -hmm. so that's 60 articles 10 a month and and have a little keyword research around those learn you know so they're gonna have to learn a little bit about seo mm -hmm. you can get the uh you know google uh optimization roadmap on my website and yes. that will you know give them some great ideas to get started but honestly consistently publishing content 10 10 a month for six months after that 
time is up. I think that anyone who can achieve uh, that will see obvious rewards. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. I'm like, hmm, new goal. <laughs> new goal. <laughs> I know. Uh, in, my, in my head, I'm going to the Jeep Stories like uh, podcast. I'm like, huh, how can we do this? So, Kyle, yeah. you might be getting a message from me. Be like, how can I we partner love, in this yeah. thing? <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, um, dude, that's awesome. I, I, I absolutely love this because these are steps that we can take on. And and some stuff mm. that, that resonates big time is the consistency, right? It is the thing right. that we sometimes we get really overwhelmed and we had this conversation like this morning with our mentor, right? Like we get, uh, so, um, we, we, we're so overwhelmed because we don't know the, the what, right? Like the, the, the thing that we need to do, you just told us what we need to do, right? Like it's like that path. And for those who are, you know, for us, it was literally one video per day for 45 days straight. That changed everything, right? Your framework is 10 articles a month for six months straight. Like that's the recipe, right? Choose, choose it and, and then go execute it. There's always going to be an incredible result on the back end, right? Yeah. And you're going to yes. learn things. You're going to learn your frameworks. You're going to learn about yourself. And, yes. and it's always leading to growth personally and in your business, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I absolutely love it. Thank you, Kyle, for, for sharing that. Now, last question of the show. <laughs> it has been incredible. So good. Yeah, so, it's been great. So, so it, what we call juicy, juicy. <laughs> Hashtag all right, all right. juicy, juicy. <laughs> Where would you be if you did not publish? All right. Where would I be if I didn't publish? I would be playing music full time. Uh, that, that was, you know, my previous job and I got a good amount of reward from it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm a performer and, uh, you know, that's what I love to do. So I prefer to be performing through blog posts these days. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if that fell through, I'd pick pick the guitar back up and get on stage. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Is that the instrument that, that you play? Or you play multiple instruments. Yeah, I, I, guitar and sing is like uh, you know what I was doing before. So awesome. We, we're yeah. gonna have to do a duet one of these days because <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. I'm learning how to play guitar. <laughs> I, right. I already know like three chords, so you know, watch out. Watch <laughs> out. Yeah, perfect. We can get something in the works. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. He's been on that for like a year. Uh, so yeah, good luck there. Um, oh, yeah, Kyle, this this has been incredible, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. Um, if you want to learn more about Kyle and what he does, you can go to kylebrady.com, uh, the Google Discovery Hub, right? And uh, and get the roadmap. There's yeah. a ton of free tools in there. Kyle, what, where's like, is that the best place for people to connect with you? Where where else can yeah. they can they connect with you? Totally. So again, like you can send me messages through the website. I definitely get them, see them all, and res will respond to them. So that's like, again, the strategy side of it. But if you want to see what's going on in the trenches, driveinvibin.com. And that's where you'll see my content ideas, how regular I publish. And, uh, you know, you can see the strategy in action. That's awesome. Guys, go check him out. Go connect with him. You know, maybe on your way there, ask him for, for a song or something as well. Yeah. You know, we never know. <laughs> hey, I, I have some on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, really yeah. awesome. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm actually going to go check him out. Kyle, you should challenge yeah. Fonzie to put some songs in the YouTube channel, in, the, in our YouTube channel. Uh, no, that'd be great. I would love to see one. There you go. You're, you've been challenged, Fonzie. Good go. job. There we go. You, you'll see one eventually. <laughs> eventually. Uh, <yeah. laughs> Kyle, thank you so much. This has been absolutely amazing and you know i can't wait to see what you're gonna come up with for your own podcast yes well man i had so much fun talking to y'all and i can't <laughs> wait to continue to listen to the show and make sure if you're listening to this and you like it subscribe to it click that like button and give a review because you guys have some of the best energy around and i yeah. always enjoy listening <laughs> 
Thank you, man. Thank you, I, I appreciate it. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. And uh, with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Continuous Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platform and on, fo- on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if you found today's episode impactful, is if Kyle helped you move one step forward to your goal, please don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Bye, guys. See ya.